Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it, we live it. Hello, everybody. My name is Andrew Roberts. I am your host of the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. For those of you newbies here who have never listened to this podcast before, we are a uh, podcast focused on entrepreneurship, business, motivation, and the whole concept of being young, wild, and free no matter what your age is. My co-host is Matthew Teifke, and with him and a few other great human beings, we help run a property management company here in Austin, Texas, focusing on single-family homes for real estate investors, and that's what we're focused on, is long-term real estate investing. And in today's episode, I just talk shop with Matt about letting go. Matt had a very large investment recently that he had to let go of because of personal situation and the financial side of things. And so we dive into his mentality on that and we both talk about how we have to let go of some things in life and how it provides opportunity for the future. I really hope you guys enjoy this episode. Please stick around to the end. It is just like Matt and I, short and sweet. Bye-bye. Today's episode is brought to you by Rentometer, or as I like to call them, Rent-O-Meter. Rent-O-Meter is a website that allows you to compare rental analysis anywhere that you're living. If you're looking to rent out your house and you want to find out how much rent you can make on your particular house or whatever property that you own, put in your address in Rent-O-Meter and it'll pop up a rental analysis of how much you could get for rent compared to other rentals that are in your area. Rent-O-Meter is a great tool that I use as a real estate investor, and I highly recommend it to anyone. I actually just put my primary residence up for rent, and where did I go to first? Rent-O-Meter to find out how much that I could make on my property to rent it out. Rent-O-Meter is a great tool, and I could not recommend them enough. Enough about Rent-O-Meter. Let's get to the juicy meat of this podcast. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Young wild financially free podcast matthew good morning yeah we're back at it yeah this uh for the listeners that don't know this is our first podcast that we've recorded in like over a month so we're shaking off the the dust and getting back into the swing of things um but today i wanted to talk to you matt about letting letting stuff go i feel like both you and i are pretty committed people Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we start something, we like seeing, th- seeing it through and finishing it till the end. And, um, like I said, staying committed. And recently you had a condo, uh, under contract for you and Lexi to move into. It was the Tyndall in downtown Austin, right off sixth street. And recently you decided to, that that wasn't the best plan mm-hmm. for you guys going forward. Yeah. If you wanted to walk us through that, um, what I mean, what led you to that decision and um, what your, I guess, mentality was and how you felt through that? Yeah, I think that's great because I'm going to be uh, getting a lot of advice from you because um, there's a lot to it uh, and I, I don't want to think that I have all the answers. Um, but letting go is really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I probably have a pro- problem with that because 
Yes, I like as of right now, I'm saying the Tyndall's not right for Lexi and I, and I'll go through all those reasons. Mm-hmm. But in the back of my mind, I'm also still thinking about it. Okay. And there could be variables that change in the next couple of weeks. That's that I'm just like, all right, now let's do it. Right. And like that drives Lexi crazy because I'm like. I feel like I'm always keeping options open. Yeah. And maybe I actually don't ever let go. I'm not sure. Um, because I just feel like everything changes so quick. Sure. And, like, there's so many factors. Like, you know, like, for an example, sometimes I have a stock portfolio and the stocks are way down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, now it's not time to buy anything. But, like, two days later they could shoot up. Right. And then I'm trying to go buy some stuff, you know? Yeah. And... um the specifics on the Tyndall are just that uh, it's a very expensive uh, property. I love that it's downtown. Mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, being a real estate guy, like how cool is it to have a an asset and a property like in the cent in the center of Austin? Yeah, it's kind of like a like as a real estate uh, guy, it's it's kind of like a trophy property. Sure, you know, it's like definitely the best one I would have. Yeah. It's super expensive. It's a hot market. Mm-hmm. And then the plan was going to be for Lexi and I to move into it and live there. Right, yeah. Um, but we found this house that we're living at. And so uh-huh. that was a variable that changed. Sure. Um, and then the the idea of having a baby and having a condo and our mortgage payment would be like four or $5,000 a month. Mm-hmm. That's pretty scary, too. Yeah. I don't really want something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I have to decide if I'm not going to want to live there and pay that mortgage, can I just buy it and rent it out? And that's a possibility. Okay. But in order <clears throat> to do that, it's a big it's a big chunk. It's a big down payment. Yeah. And so kind of to back up a little, the reason we got in this spot is because over two years ago, we locked up a condo downtown mm-hmm. and it was going to be a one bedroom. It was like, I think... 800 square feet maybe a little bit smaller it was 762 mm-hmm. square feet and then a lot's changed we got a baby coming right. and so lexi went and i went over there like two months ago and we walked in and we were like no there's no way sure we can live here with a baby yeah so we quickly moved up to a two-bedroom mm-hmm. and the price increased two hundred thousand dollars yeah and we did that within like a week uh-huh. and so like i feel like i didn't even really think about it Okay. That much. I just kind of did it because, like, that's what we had to do. Right. And then, you know, moving so fast, and now that's where I, I'm at now is like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have traded up so quick and mm-hmm. just kept that smaller one as a rental. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like, I'm not sure. I, I'd love to dig in on letting go. One thing I've noticed is, like, I definitely need to work on patience because I should have been more patient in that process. Okay. Yeah. And thought it through. And maybe if I'm more patient, I'm not going to be having too many things going on that I need to let go of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I do know what you mean. Yeah. And then also, I think that like when you are able to maybe take a step back and see what really just get a good grasp of like what's most important to you in life and at that particular time in your life. Yeah. In this particular instance, like, you know. Lexi and the baby are the most important thing to you. And so realizing that that was more important than, you know, this trophy property right. um, in downtown was what was probably the initial key to um, 
really letting letting go of that that property. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and very similar to Edge mm-hmm. leaving my commercial uh, real estate job is like almost having to do that out of necessity. Like sure. Seeing our business grow and Lexi having to step back because of having a baby, mm-hmm. not understanding how it could run, mm-hmm. and so just letting go of Edge to jump full time at Tree, right? Because that's what I had to do. Yeah. Just to give context to the listeners. Uh, you own tree homes, um, but previ- up until about, I would say, a month ago, you were working full-time as a commercial uh, broker. Re- yep, retail yeah. t- tenant rep broker. For Edge, Yep. Um, which is a commercial real estate company. Yeah. So you decided to, to part ways because of Lexi and the baby. Yeah. Um, and what, I mean, how was, was that tough? Yeah, super tough. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a good company, mm-hmm. and it was commercial real estate, which is, is a lot of stuff that I studied in school. I would imagine, like, you know, this is what that position essentially is what you've been working towards yeah. for some time now. Yeah. And so getting there um, mm-hmm. and then now, you know, having to let it go would be tough. Yeah, a lot of – I mean, I, I hung on for so long because – it's such a good company. Like they are really a great company mm-hmm. and they do a good job on culture and it's good people and they're doing big time deals and right. they have great clients and, you know, go to Vegas and they throw a hundred thousand dollar parties and I'm like <laughs> meeting people and like, I'm like, wow, like this is like a cool world. Yeah. Um, but I've always had a passion to do my own thing as well. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and so I really struggled with it for probably a year and a half of like, this is great, good people, good stuff, but I'm not on fire. I don't love like trying to balance two different worlds, Mm -hmm. you know, forgetting about meetings or a deal because I have two emails with a hundred emails a day, you know, on each one and just like too much. Yeah. And I I was like, I want, I think I'm only hanging on here for money uh, because I didn't love being a retail broker. I just didn't really love doing that. Sure. But I was able to learn so much and like I can still do all of that and I can I could do retail brokerage with tree if I wanted to, but yeah. I don't really want to. Right. Um, and it's like super corporate. You're really reliant on other businesses and mm-hmm. things get shut down. And I had, you know, I had a lot of bad luck and I'm, I know a lot of brokers have deals fall apart. Yeah. But I had like a crazy amount. I did a lot of work for Advance Auto, Blaze Pizza, Orange Theory, um, Service King, all these clients, Buffalo Wild Wings. And like we would, those were like my top clients right there. And I'd spend like a year building out this uh, plan and having leases and like five to 10 deals for each client. Mm -hmm. And literally every single one of those all fell apart. Like I closed like two or three deals with that group. I was like, wow, like, this sucks. Right, yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that was probably a factor. Like, if all those deals would have closed, yeah. maybe I wouldn't feel the same way about it. But it would still be all about money. Yeah. Because I, didn't, I don't like, I don't really, I, myself, I don't like, honestly, being a broker as far as, like, me working with people trying to buy and sell. That's what I've learned about myself. Mm-hmm. 
I like building a business and I like putting people in place mm-hmm. and building referrals. And then that's why mm-hmm. it's, it's cool if we bring on agents is I can just give them that business. Right. Yeah. Um, so I've just kind of learned over time a little bit more about myself and I don't really love jumping in the car and showing somebody yeah. 20 houses. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I, I actually do really like it doing it for like friends because mm-hmm. yeah. we're just kind of hanging out like with you guys and like right. doing it with my mom. Like it's just kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of really discovering really what you love. Yeah. Um, kind of helped with, with that process of making the break from, from edge and, I yeah. just learned to let go of that position in that company. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like, I'd, I'd say now that we've talked about it, like, patience is key mm-hmm. and, like, knowing and being self-aware and knowing what you want and what you love. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and maybe those two factors combined can be, like, for me, what is needed to, like, let go of things. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I know that <clears throat> when it's come to uh, myself and jobs in the past that I've had, like, I as far as like letting go and and quitting and walking away, I've really struggled with it because uh, I think that I probably care too much what people think about me. And I didn't want to disappoint my boss um, or, you know, I guess anything of that nature. I was kind of like seeking approval from who I was working for in the past and who I was working with. And I thought that like, if I quit, then they wouldn't like me anymore. And I've learned over the years because I have walked away from a couple of different jobs that that's not the case. The people who are there truly care about you, then, you know, you're going to maintain a relationship with them, whether you work there or not. Yeah. That's actually, a great point. And, and actually my, some of my relationships with those people have gotten a lot stronger now that I don't work with them. Right. Which is, is interesting. And so as far as like letting go, you know, let, I first, I guess first you have to let go of like whatever, you know, confirmation bias that you have internally of, of, I guess, wanting to please people. And, um, I think, like I said, thinking too highly of, of what others think about you. Yeah. Cause I'm sure with like at edge, you had good relationships with people you worked with and, yeah. and who you worked for. And so having to, you know, working up the courage to go into the office and say like, Hey, this is what I'm, I'm thinking. Right. I'm sure it was tough. <clears throat> Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I I feel the same way. It's like I I struggled. Probably the reason I stayed on for over a year because mm-hmm. I was there for three years, and like the last year, <clears throat> I think that was the only reason I stayed on mm-hmm. was I was just didn't know how to do that, and right. I didn't want to let them down because they'd put a lot into me, and I, I loved them, and it was a family. Mm-hmm. But what really made it easy was the necessity of the baby. Like yeah. that's so I didn't have trouble when I did it, but it was because that came along. Mm-hmm. I had trouble before then. I couldn't do it, obviously. Right, yeah. Um, but then when, you know, when you need to do something, it's a lot easier, obviously. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I I've, I've always said that, you know, I really believe that people will rise to the occasion yeah. of whatever situation that they're kind of forced into. Um so whether you think you're prepared to do something or not, if you're forced into it, like you'll you'll be able to step up and and make it happen and yeah. make it work. I 100% agree. Yeah. And I kind of, on a little different note, but same topic, is mm-hmm. like I kind of like putting myself in those positions where I have to rise up. Yeah. Like I I really actually, deep down, I like being like an underdog. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just a, a sports reference here. Like I was, I've always been a good big Astros fan. Yeah. And now that they won the World Series, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be a fan <laughs> right. anymore. Right. Like I'm, I'm all about the underdog. Yeah. Alex know? Smith. 
my favorite quarterback. Yeah, and like I've, it's probably because he's just always been an underdog, <laughs> and I and like you know, yeah, everyone no one ever thinks he's gonna be great, and I'm right. always pulling for him. Yeah, but being a Tom Brady fan, I mean, it does oh, seem like it'd be God, fun. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's a uh, something that um, I've heard before is that like enjoying the the journey of like the struggle to get to the top not actually enjoying the not the win i guess right if you're a fan of tom brady I mean, <laughs> just, hey you gotta respect him though i do oh, of course yeah. yeah i mean he's the best he is the best he's yeah. the goat yeah i'm giving it to him yeah yeah but yeah so going back to um you know letting stuff go so with like the Tyndall, that would seem like i don't know how you i guess made that decision because like I've seen you on other deals like the one that we did with Ross and how that was like a pretty big struggle to get to right to get that deal closed yeah um and you could have walked away at any point during that process um and and we saw it through yeah and so and so with this Tyndall I'm not trying to talk you back into it or anything like that I actually don't think that you I I think it's a good move to not do it yeah um but, like, what's the, what's, I mean, what's uh, giving you the, I guess, the so like reassurance the, that it's, like, that you're doing the right thing? Right. Um, yeah, it's funny that you said that about Ross. Because I, I don't know, I mean, I, I and I think I still feel that way about uh, the Tyndall. That's why I said at the beginning, is sure. like, I'm not so sure I have. You know, as of right now, yeah. with all the variables uh-huh. that I can look at and, and weigh my options, like I'm, I'm still on a no. Yeah. But I don't know what three weeks looks like from now. Right. And what changes might take place, and maybe I'll be gung ho on doing it. Yeah. So it's it's hard, but so, right because like right now you sound like you're kind of on the fence. More before, more not, but right, I yeah. could be on the. I can see how I could get there quick. Sure. But before mm-hmm. you had made the decision or thought of the possibility that it was a no, um, you were like 100% yes towards the Tyndall. Right. And so what, I guess, um, what makes you um, indecisive now as opposed to being indecisive the whole the whole time through, you know? Being decisive the whole time through? Right, yeah. Excuse me, yes. Um, great question. Because it seems like, you know, if someone were to like i said at the beginning of this podcast that you know i feel like we're both very committed people yeah we like to see things through yeah um and so in my mind when you made the decision that you shouldn't do the tindle i feel like i would have expected it to be just a hard and fast no right you know um, instead of a no but this right because that maybe comes down to the patience what you're thinking about is like you're thinking about like you know something could change in the next day right uh, as opposed to like just thinking today it's no yeah well I think um, the the finance part is huge like sure like I was saying how it moves so fast yeah um, so if I had a, a million dollars in the bank I would I would want to do it so right. it's just kind of like I don't know if I have enough money to do it yeah you know yeah uh, but if i did then i'd probably want to do it yeah. so that's i don't know if that somewhat answers the question because when i first started when i was so decisive about knowing i wanted to do it i was able to afford it okay but then we traded up yeah and that's like on the line gotcha you know right so it, it's like it's not really a luxury of 
um, I don't really want to not be doing it. I would love to be doing it. Sure. So yeah. I'm hoping maybe deep down, I'm hoping something changes that I still can. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I got you. So there's like still that, that lingering hope of like, yeah, that, that it would yeah. work out. It's not a no because like it, it you I want to, right. It's a no because you I can't. can't. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, uh, I mean, is there a, is that like a, a cut to your, your pride of, of no, like having to let something go? It, it sucks to do it, Yeah, but, um, it's not, I just look at it like who I am. I'm a, I'm a risk taker and I like to be in these positions and I'm going to lose some and I'm going to get some. Mm-hmm. And the only way I'm going to get them is if I, if I take chances and, and, Losing is just gonna come. It's sure. not gonna be all wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I was, you know, I, I put uh, twenty thousand dollars into a restaurant in Round Rock, uh-huh. and they're getting their doors locked tomorrow. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! I love that place. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not getting. I'm not getting. I'm not getting it. And like, that's a lot of money. But yeah. like, I, I don't know what. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dwell on it. Like, sure, sure, at sure. the time, you know, it was great food. Um, a good guy, a hard worker. Like mm. I was helping him out. Even looking back, I'm like, I don't really know what I did wrong. Yeah. Other than just things happen and right. like, things are out of your control. Yeah. And I think that like, um, you know, not to switch off of that restaurant topic, but like with like letting stuff go, of like it provided because I know you said like there are going to be some losses. There'll be some failures along the way. Yeah. Um but those failures and losses will provide an opportunity for the future. Yeah. Um, you can learn through that process. Exactly. I, when I asked you about, you know, if it cut to your pride or or hurt you that way, um, a very small comparison uh, from my personal life is, um, last year I was going to run a a half marathon and about a couple weeks before, um, the race, I, had like a not a full injury but my knee was hurting me really bad i knew that uh, if i ran more that i would most likely injure it and but my whole family like knew about the race no mm-hmm. one was gonna come because i told no one not to come but everyone was like texting me mm-hmm. about it but i had to back out right, right? i had to let go of i could have run the race but I, like i said i would have hurt myself um and now because i did that like i you know I, it did cut my pride a little bit of thinking that like I was maybe letting my family down or something like that mm-hmm. subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I rested and took care of my body and didn't run the race, it provided me opportunity to run another race later. Right. Um, and, you know, have other opportunities in the future. Yeah. Um, and so that just is a small comparison of like uh, on the grand scale of, of, what we've been talking about this whole time of like letting these big deals go on in real estate and um, jobs, like they'll provide more opportunity for the future. Right. You know, like letting go of your job at edge is providing a huge opportunity for you to step in here at tree right. and provide a ton of value. And there's a ton more opportunity um, in the future. Yeah. Which is really cool. It is cool. And I've heard, you know, people, this is like a super popular quote, but like some of the best deals I did were the ones I didn't do. You oh know? Yeah. And then the pride thing is interesting because, uh, if you like, what what are you gonna do? Just give up, right? Like, right. It's I don't know if it's pride or if it's just like, that's just who you are. Like, I mean, I lost on a deal. It was, am I never gonna do a deal again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
And so like, it, it's just interesting cause it, it is hard to get over, but uh-huh. I guess maybe I just don't overthink it. Right. I just think it's just part of who part I am. Of, part of the process. Yeah, yeah. Part of the process. Yeah. And like the, the hurting yourself, like what are you just never going to run one again? Right. right. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to just give up and right. become a couch potato. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With overthinking, um, I feel like there's no situation where that's a good thing. Right. I feel like overthinking is just like a recipe yeah. for disaster. It is. You drive yourself crazy. Oh, man. Yeah. When it comes to, to deals or, you know, anything. Um, a lot of times, like I, we've talked about patience here and um, like I firmly believe in that and like just, you know, putting in the work, not overthinking it yeah. and just being patient with it. Right. And then the results will, I mean, let the chips fall. Playing the long game, doing your best. Sure. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny. I mean, you going back to Tom Brady, but also yeah. thinking when I think about the people that are like the best at what they do, uh-huh. like it's almost like they all have these like crazy like failures. Michael Jordan didn't make his high school basketball team. Right. Tom Brady, you know, was the fifth round pick, uh-huh. backup quarterback. Like, sure. And now they're they were the best at what they did. Yeah. Like it wasn't the guy that was the number one pick. Um, straight out of college, who then dominated his whole life. It was like the people that had that adversity, right? That ended up becoming better, way better. Yeah, I wonder what that is. I feel like it's a mentality <clears throat> shift. Cause I I've, think so. Because obviously the talent was there if they were a number one pick, right? You know, and so, but I feel like they maybe just didn't want it as bad. They, I know. I think that's what it is. They didn't have the competition. Yeah, and that's the whole. That goes back to us loving the underdog. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it people, pushes those people, you. Those are the people that are going to win. They are. That's yeah. what's, what's going to push you. Right. Um, and uh, just to debunk a um, the what you said earlier about Michael Jordan, he made his basketball team. He did? It was, he was a freshman, and they didn't let him play on varsity. Uh, and so he got, wow. all, he got all pissed off about it. I had no idea. Panties in a wad. Yeah. Wow. But it, when he was a sophomore, he was up on varsity. So... But still, that I mean, yeah. he had that character trait of like having a chip on your shoulder, yeah, and that's what led him to be the greatest. My favorite movies, man, uh, like literally, are always the underdogs, yeah. like Rudy, yeah. Rocky, yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, I love those movies. Yeah, me too. Those are the best. So, I guess to to tie it back to letting things go is like we said about you know, being patient, you know, not overthinking things and uh I guess really realizing what's most important to you. Yeah. And what what makes you happy. Yeah. Um and realizing that there are gonna be some losses along the way but there's some failures along the way, but those are just part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. And then the things that you know, necessity is what makes it as easy as possible when you have to. Yeah. Yeah. That makes letting go easy. Yeah. I don't. I don't know how to force myself to be in. A, I know, right? A bad situation or an unfavorable situation. Well, it's almost just like the things that you really truly need to let go of. You'll be kind of forced to. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to let stuff go. Right. It's just life. You'll be okay no matter. Never what. let a good deal go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the best deal in life is is the people you love. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, um, anything else to add before we close this out? No. That was fun. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. See you guys next time.